On today's show, we cross it over with the guys from Locked On Leafs, where we discuss the season series between the Cats and the Maple Leafs. We discuss how both teams got here, and we're going to discuss impact players and under-the-radar players, as well as along with giving our predictions between the Florida Panthers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the May 2nd edition of the Locked On. Locked On Panthers crossover round two preview for today i can't believe that we're here boys i'm mike DeStefano of locked on lease i've got my get my, my my main man dave morissuti here also from locked on lease and armando velez from locked on panthers will be doing the little crossover for all y'all today and before we get any further let me tell you that today's show is brought to you by game time you can download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on nhl for twenty dollars off your first purchase that's right. You want to go down to Leafs Panthers game one, use the game time app, get yourself $20 off. Basically enough so you can buy yourself uh, a free beer when you get down to Scotiabank Arena tonight for game number one. But we're here, boys. Somehow, someway, the Maple Leafs and the Panthers squeak through round one and are facing off against one another for round two. Armando, we've kind of talked about it on our show. We'll talk about it again in a second, but... I think a lot of people were shocked that the Panthers were able to beat the Big Bad Bruins, the best team ever, according to uh, the you know the record books. I mean, how shocked are you that we're here doing this podcast today? Not only the fact that we're doing a show, but also how quick uh, the turnaround is from Sunday night against the Bruins. Not not having enough time to process the win, and of course. Panthers, after getting that win on uh, in Boston, not going back home, straight to Toronto. For and even before, I was thinking, I hope they pack for a multiple day here. Uh, ex- I'm hoping to go up to Boston, but excuse me, Toronto. But even Matthew, Matthew Kachuk, with the belief, even in Game Five, saying that back in that locker room for Game Seven after he got the winner in Game Five, and it, it, it's it's it's. Great. I'm grateful to be um, to be ho- hosting the show in the position to cover more, more playoff games and the players on the ice. It, it's a uh, it's definitely a good time in that locker room, but in South Florida, I think most people in Toronto kind of want to know this. How the hell did they do it? Like <laughs> the the thing is the it, it, the players like Matthew Kachagi uh, were were the the stars of, of that series and it was the florida panthers winning the, tur- the turnover battle against bruins clogging up the neutral zone board check for the florida panthers was just creating opportunities as well and of course the shaky goaltending for the of course the questionable decision to go to jeremy swayman in game seven and of course so many line juggles and as well for the boston things and listen uh this is why you bring Paul Maurice, former Maple Leafs coach, uh, Paul Maurice, uh, even yes, though his time as the head coach short. But there, th- there's an experience factor that comes with uh, what Paul Maurice brings to the table. And at least outcoached Jim Montgomery in that series. Yeah, he is uh, he is one hell of a coach. That's uh, that's for damn sure. Dave, I mean, I know it's been a few days, and we talked about it on yesterday's show, but. I mean, the excitement level to be teeing up a round two for the first time in 19 years. 19 long years. And and what makes it sweeter, too, is watching the Bruins have that epic collapse. So, like, first we want to thank the Panthers for that. Thank you for helping us get a better draft pick. Yes. In, the, in round one. Now that's going to be the 28th overall pick. It could have, I mean, everyone's projecting that to be at least 31 you know, potentially 32, depending on how the Bruins season was going. So a little hat tip to the Panthers for that. But now, sworn enemies. <laughs> sworn enemies now. Um, so the, the, the love is there, and now the love is gone. So, um, I mean, yeah, just, just the fact that we're talking about round two, 
is just something I was never really going to, we never thought was going to happen. Like, until you actually saw it happen, see it happen, seen the least, make it to the next round. Now hearing all these people talk about it the next day is just surreal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm thinking you guys are happy that Boston was eliminated and then all the, isn't wasn't it 11 straight elimination game, um, clinching scenario um, games for 10 clinching games for the Toronto Maple Leafs that they had and and th- and four of them I believe were against Boston uh so uh, opportunities for the Toronto Maple Leafs during that from t- 2013 to now and then the Florida Panthers uh slaying the dragon it was like David versus Goliath in the in, in uh, for the Florida Panthers 43 point difference but the Florida Panthers did it and now they're here in round two it's crazy man it is absolutely crazy but uh, let's start to preview this thing because Leafs and Panthers round two game one goes down tonight at Scotiabank Arena. Game game one is tonight. Game two is on Thursday. As of the recording of the show, we're not exactly sure how the rest of the schedule will play out. I would imagine we'll figure that out over the next 24 hours now that the Rangers and Devils series is uh, is all finished. Congrats to uh, to the Devils. I'm sure Trey Matthews, our friend over at Locked On Devils, is pretty stoked to see that uh, to see that happen. Um, but I'm looking at FanDuel right now, and I'm seeing the Maple Leafs favored in this series as minus 176 favorites to uh, to win the series. Uh, how does that make you feel, Armando? Coming in as the underdog again. I want to quote Matthew Kachuk and. Everyone thinks that they're an underdog, except the pers- the people in that locker room. L- listen, the confidence is there for the Florida Panthers uh, after after this uh, after after win- winning in seven games, and they've had their backs against the wall since January since January second, being nine points out, and then going on, on that run uh, to get to the final wild card spot, ninety two points to get in, and it, it's. Uh, once the game starts, it's uh, it's a completely different story than uh, what what the betting odds say. But uh, the the Panthers were able to get through that series against the Boston Bruins uh, with giving up eleven power play goals. Uh, I'm gonna pull my inner uh, Jeff Merrick here. Uh, checks notes fifty nine percent on on the PK uh, for for the Florida Panthers in that series, and they still found a way uh, to win. And that's with Sasha Barkov. Uh, not contributing on the offensive end and Aaron Eckblad as well. Dave, are you going to tell him about the no Jeff Merrick references on this show? Are you going to tell him? I mean, I'm not going to be the one to tell him. But <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I, I mean, Jeff, this is trademark Jeff Merrick there. I love I love the reference to Armando. And you know what? The funny thing is you bring up the, the special teams because usually that's what was the trouble for the Leafs in past series against the Bruins was always the Leafs power play was terrible. And their PK was probably even worse in the, those series. The Bruins, the Blue Jackets, the Habs, the Lightning. Didn't matter who the hell they were playing in the playoffs, the special teams was brutal. 13% over the last three years. No, 14%. Sorry, got to give them credit there. 14% success rate over the last three years on the power play. However, they finally, finally got a cooking in this past series against Tampa. 286 and if they can keep that going, again, I, I think the Florida Panthers really struggled on the PK, uh, sub 60% penalty kill rate throughout that series. Uh, I, I think that is a something that Toronto could probably exploit if we're looking at ways that Toronto has the advantage. I think the special teams advantage is one. Uh, so we'll be it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. I would imagine that uh, being extremely cautious around the officials and trying to you know stay uh, out of the penalty box will definitely be one of the keys to success for florida no no doubt and uh for the florida panthers uh side of things we're um of course uh fans and of course paul maurice is they're hoping that laurent brassois is not the one that's uh that's officiating because the the very first matchup was uh was uh, between the toronto maple leafs and the florida panthers that was the famous laurent brassois paul maurice uh uh, game where he called out uh, Brassois in, in that one, and as far as power play, the Toronto Maple Leafs were sixth in the NHL in in the playoffs in power play percentage, and the and the Florida Panthers were seventh among playoff teams. So as far as power play production for both teams, they're like neck and neck uh, based on that. But of course, 
the under other end of things need to stay out of the box but we were i was even saying that prior to this series that the florida panthers needed to do that but i haven't seen any signs that it'll stop in this series uh what is one stat that kind of sticks out to you, Armando, that you think will have some influence in this series that you're kind of keep looking at, looking at and think that it's either a positive for the Panthers or a negative for the Panthers? It, it has to five on five scoring for, 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 for this team going into game seven of this, of the Florida Boston series. Going into Game Seven, there the goal differential was a minus two, but at five on five, it was plus four. So, keeping it at five on five and and using and the the and and the thing is, this is a different pace that the Florida Panthers are going to be playing against the Tor- uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, running gun style of offense that the Toronto Maple Leafs have, fast pace versus what Boston has, a little bit of a slower team that that slows everything down for 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 their opposition and it, it's going to be it, it's going to be different as far as trading chances as far as scoring i can only imagine that this is going to be a higher uh scoring series for, um, as far as goals combined and it's funny because in the last series that's the most goals the florida panthers have scored in a playoff series and most of them were made on broken plays on the four check yeah, I mean, obviously Toronto, I think that's going to be something that they're going to have to be weary of is, you know, Florida's forecheck because that was something that was super aggressive in that series against Boston. It's it's definitely what I noted. And, you know, Toronto at times did well, I guess, on the forecheck against Tampa Bay. But at times we've seen them also kind of, you know, give up some pucks and, and whatnot and lose those battles. So Toronto's going to certainly have to be weary of uh, of that happening. Dave, I want to go to you uh, next, and, and we're going to kind of take a look at some players to watch in this series. Who's the guy that you got your eye on for the Toronto Maple Leafs in this series? Well, it has to be the goaltender, uh, Elias Samsonov, going up against another another fellow countryman in Sergei Bobrovsky. Like, you go from the Vesna winning trophy uh, in Andre Vasilevsky, guy who has carried the, the lightning through so much, to Bobrovsky, who's had his ups and downs, but has found a way to get his team to the next round and pull off the biggest, another big upset in the playoffs and looking to do it once again. We know the pedigree that Bobrovsky has. We know the contract that came with it, the pressure and the expectations. Ilya Samsonov is trying to get himself into that conversation of being in that, you know, elite goaltender starter um, that, that just hasn't been a, he hasn't been able to get to that level yet. He's shown it throughout that that series against the Lightning. Now he's got to be able to do it for another round. And against the Panthers team that has some really good offensive weapons. Like this is not gonna be a walk in the park for Samsonov going into the series. Yeah, I, I think that's uh that's a solid one to, to look at. For me, it's gonna be Mitch Marner. I mean, I know you can look at the stat sheet, Armando, and look and say, Wow, guy had eleven points in the playoffs through the first round in six games. He must have been unbelievable. To be honest, he was not like at the highest that we've seen him play. He was kinda I don't want to say pedestrian, he was still played well, but there's another gear that this guy can hit. We've seen him play it some really, really good hockey this season. And I think he's got another little level that he can hit, you know, kind of elevate his play. He's someone, now that the monkey's off the back, they finally went around, finally won a series. I think this guy can erupt. And there's going to be a lot more space out there against Florida than there was against the Tampa Bay Lightning, just based on the style that both of these teams kind of like to play. And I think with that space that he'll be allotted here, I think that he'll kind of erupt and, and, there'll be some big-time production, and, and that guy's going to make his presence known. And there'll be a couple of games here where we'll refer to it as the Marner game. He's someone I'm definitely keeping an eye on. What about uh, what about in the Sunshine State? Who you, uh, Who's the player to watch for the Panthers? Uh, and before I do, going to Marner, uh, six points in four uh, games against the Panthers uh, this season. And Austin Matthews, five goals in four games against the Panthers in, in the season yeah. series as well. So those guys have uh, those guys have definitely killed the Panthers this season. And historically, not necessarily this season, but historically, John Tavares has been a Panther killer going back to his days in, with the New York Islanders and even even had the game-winning goal in, in game number 881 of the season. But hey, 
even though the Panthers lost that game in overtime, they were still in control of their destiny at, at that at that time. And Nylander, three goals uh, there for, for the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Panthers. But it has to be Sasha Barkov for, for the Panthers. Uh, one goal didn't come till game six um, on a on a play that Anthony Duclair just threw at the net, um, redirected, and then Sasha Barkov uh, put, puts it in. Uh, pass uh, Linus Allmark there. He, he, the captain, if you want any chance to win this series, it, it's, uh, Alexander Barkov has to be the guy uh, to deliver. And I, I, I also want to say Aaron Ekblad as well. He missed uh, game four against the against the Boston Bruins with an injury, uh, had a collision with Charlie McAvoy in game three uh, that that had saw him a little bit woozy after it after it and uh brandon montour has been carrying the the d on the offensive end and i'm ho- hoping to see aaron ekblad uh back as now he's been off the power play one unit now sam bennett has replaced them in in there as well yeah brandon montour is a player that if if you haven't been tracking the florida panthers all season like i'm sure you know some of the people that watch our show on a daily basis our everydayers may not be familiar with the fact that he had 73 points in the regular season and had another, what, five goals uh, mm-hmm. is what he ended up with in, in the first round, including the game-tying goal uh, to send it to, to overtime in the final minute against the Boston Bruins. Yeah, Brandon Monto is a pretty, pretty special player. He's having one hell of a season. Definitely somebody who the Leafs are going to be having uh, an eye on for sure. I'm surprised he didn't go with uh, – with Matt Kachuk, though, although maybe he'll come in uh, when we talk about our X factors in a little bit. Uh, but before we get into our X factors and we get to some burning questions heading into this round two matchup, I want to tell you guys about one of uh, our show sponsors here uh, on the Lockdown Network, and that is Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and just start getting hyped for the fun that you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, hockey, baseball, whatever you want. Uh, You can get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you'll now never have to dig through your email to find them. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs, Locked On Panthers crossover preview show as round number two gets underway tonight with the Leafs taking on the Panthers at Scotiabank Arena for game number one. Gentlemen, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited to just see this because it's been a, a really good series throughout the season. I mean, they've been super tight scoring games. So the four games, three of them went to overtime. Um, one of them was a little lopsided. It was a, a 6-2 win, but three of them super close, tight games, and I think this is going to be a, a terrific series. Um, Armando, we'll start with you. Do you have any burning questions for Dave and I heading into the series? Mm-hmm. Uh, before I get there, going back to the season series and uh, three overtime games, there's two game-changing um, season-changing games that happened for the Florida Panthers. One of them was against the Boston Bruins uh, right before the All-Star break, and the second one was uh, the, the tro- Lion King came the alive. Lion King. Yep, that one, uh, where it started their six-game winning streak uh, to 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 have them finish six-one and one, uh, just two days after losing to the Ottawa Senators, uh, and the the Lion King came alive. And hey, they wouldn't be here without him too, even though he's not uh, starting, but. The, the 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 thing about these two teams, the Florida Panthers broke their 26-year drought last year against the Capitals. The Toronto Maple Leafs, they broke their 19-year drought. I was in fourth grade the last time the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, won, won a playoff series in 2004. Um, not having a worry in the world, just playing GameCube all the time at, uh, during during that time of life. But now that the monkey is off their back, for, for the Panthers, for the Panthers, they're playing with house money right now. Uh, it, and now that they beat the big bad Bruins, uh, but for 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 the Maple Leafs, 
Now, what is considered a great season for, for the Toronto Maple Leafs? I, I was thinking prior to it, you have to get at least to the conference final for, for them. But also, I bet a lot of fans were just thinking, just win around first. Dave, you want to take this one? I mean, the thing is, the Leafs have had so much pressure on them for so long. Like, I, like it was there pressure on the Panthers to like go far this year? Like that, that's kind of what I was wondering because I think what what the difference between the Leafs and like the Panthers is. Well, I think what I would say is, and Armando, you can correct me if I'm wrong. There was certainly a lot more pressure at the beginning of the season on Florida to do well, based on obviously what happened last year, being the Presidents Trophy champions and then getting eliminated and then making massive changes to the team with the Huberto trade, bringing in Kachuk, swapping coaches. I would assume that the thought process was they did that to better their team and have success. So I think at the beginning of the year, Florida probably did have high expectations, but then by the time they got to the playoffs and they had to play Boston, who was these beasts of a team all season long, then it kind of changed a little bit. Is that fair to, to speculate? Yeah, very well so. And I thought they were going to be in the top three before game one of the regular season started. But honestly, uh, the what Paul Maurice preaches is to play that playoff style hockey for, for the Panthers and get to the playoffs and, and have a system that is more fitting towards towards winning a series. And hey, they, they won a series for two, two years in a row. The first time that that's happened in their history and four years in a row being in the postseason prior to... 2020 they only made it five times in their 29 year history so uh it, it it seems that this even though their regular season record doesn't say so this looks to be more sustainable for the florida panthers long term yeah and and that's that's pretty much where the leafs have kind of been we're trying to get you know the trying to get to that next round and then once they get to the next round the sky's the limit for this team really like you think about Everyone was talking about, oh, you know, once they get past Tampa in round one, it's Boston that they got to get to deal with in round two. Unfortunately, not many were were thinking about the Panthers as being one of the roadblocks that the Leafs would have to face along the way. And once the Bruins were eliminated, like, I'm sure you saw the discourse online, Armando, that, okay, like, now the path looks just a little bit easier. I mean, a lot of people are giving the Panthers respect because of what they did against Boston. But we've also we also know that you know the, the Panthers were still over forty points less than the Bruins. Like it it was it was just such an improbable. It took a remarkable run from the Lion King to even. Yeah. Make, you know what? It took it took Keith Kachuk mouthing off on my radio station. Yep. For them to get going, that's <laughs> yeah. what it took. I, I like how much did that play in the market of Florida? By the way, when. Keith Kachuk went off and called the Panthers soft. And from that day forward, they were just these tenacious beasts. It's not only that. That was one of them. But the other one was it was a review against the Leafs where Paul Maurice was exploding on the oh, Panthers. Bench, he lost it. Yeah. Calling them effing pussycats without the cat in it. <laughs> so... So I remember that. Yeah, I so, do recall. So yeah, they that, that was the was same day the though. Change. It was the exact same day. Like that day, mm-hmm. things all changed for this team. I was at that game too. I remember that. I I didn't see it because I was I wasn't facing the benches. I remember. I remember that now. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, he went ballistic. And the funny thing is, I'm pretty sure the goal was overturned. Yeah, the Panthers got a, like yeah. The Panthers were trailing. The Leafs would have had a bigger lead, but then the goal got called back. Panthers would eventually get the tying goal and then win it and over win it in the was it overtime, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I do remember that. Yeah, I did take that improbable run. Like the pan, we knew the Panthers. Like, yeah, they they had to. They weren't going to be the same team as the year before, but they still the core was still there. And I mean, we all talk. I mean, the Matthew Kachuk trade was like a big, big game changer for that Panthers home team. run, home run. Yeah, it, like, you know, at first it was like, oh, that's a lot to give for Kachuk. And then, you know, Kachuk goes and has another MVP season. Like, I don't think you guys are complaining too much about what you gave up to get a Matthew Kachuk for the next eight, no, seven seasons after this one. Here's the thing. 
Winnipeg, Paul Maurice's old squad, out in five games, and their coach is turning on their players, and the players are turning on their coach. Yep. And now Calgary, GM is out, and now their head coach is out too. So who who are in better situations now? I, I think the answer is, uh, is, is an obvious one there for sure. Oh, yeah. Probably the one that's still in the playoffs, currently mm-hmm. fighting for a Stanley Cup. I think would probably be the yeah. the correct answer, pal. Um, I got a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one that you kind of already answered in a way is: Are there any other injuries that uh, that are kind of popping up here outside of Ekblad, who might be still dealing with something? Like, is this team fully healthy going forward? And second of all, what's the level of confidence in uh, Sergei Bobrovsky in this series? Uh, Ryan Lomberg is week to week. Uh, he he did not play. Um, he did not close out the series. Um, Palmer said that he played uh, through. He got injured in game one and played through something, but he is week to week. So don't expect them in the beginning of the series. And I remember even before uh, Dave uh, came around, I remember we were talking about Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky. Uh, I I remember we. Mike and I, you said you told me I have to pronounce it that way. Don't don't think I Bobrovsky, good old Dan Dan Bobrovsky. Yeah. yeah so, listen, um, we the contract is not the best. We we know we know this for for as, as, as in South Florida, but didn't have the best game four, uh, definitely. But of course, the time leaf saves. You look at his overall numbers for, for the series, you see 891 save percentage, 3.94 GAA. But it doesn't tell the whole story about the timely saves that Sergey Bobrovsky has had to make for, for the two-time Vezina Trophy winner. So it, it, it's, it's going to take more than just Bobrovsky. It's going to take the blue line as well, helping him out and, and not having the Toronto Maple Leafs live on the doorstep in front of him. But of course, when it comes to the penalty killing, it's the whole old cliche. Your best penalty killer has to be your goaltender as well. So sometimes Bobrovsky is going to need to bail his his team out. And ho- hopefully uh, def- we can, um, on the Panther side of things, we could see that. If you had to put a percentage on it, how much percent would you say that we will see the Lion King at some point in the series? Zero. Really? Mm-hmm. I think... I think the way they finished the regular season with um, Alex Lyon, and then when when you needed a shakeup in the in the Boston series, you go with the guy that you put a heavy investment on, and it's about pride here. It's about putting putting your money where your mouth is. Even though Bill Zito isn't the guy who signed Sergey Bobrovsky, even though Bill Zito was with the Columbus Blue Jackets when they upset the Tampa Bay Lightning, go figure. Uh, but it's it's about putting the investment there for for the Florida Panthers and they're they're gonna I think they're gonna ride with them the rest of the way and I think the only way Alex Lyon comes in is if there's an injury or but maybe five percent at most ten five ten percent at most but very very low. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that Bobrovsky is the goaltender to upset both the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Boston Bruins, both teams who set records those years. And it was Bobrovsky who got it done. But I'll say this, Armando. Do you remember what happened to Bobrovsky and his squad in round two? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, 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 def- I definitely remember. Uh, so <laughs> did, did, didn't, go, didn't go well after that, that's for sure. No, so. no it didn't. Uh, Dave, who's going to be the X factor for Toronto in this series? Oh, I got to go with Austin Matthews. You know, like... He him he loves to play against Sergey Bobrovsky. You talk about um, just you know what have, you you watch a lot of these Leafs Panthers games, and it seems like whenever Bobrovsky's in that, I remember that game earlier in the season um, where the Leafs played the Panthers, and I think he scored twice. It was like one of those games that showed that Austin Matthews was back. Right, he had did, went through the you know kind of the tough stretch third season dealing with an injury and all of a sudden things are turning around for him. It was that game against Florida where you start to see the old Austin Matthews from last year come back. So I think he's going to really like that matchup. He seems to really like playing against Bobrovsky. Um, I, Armando, I know you have a lot. I don't know if you have your check your notes there. I did not have that note that written down, but I do know Austin Matthews does like the score on Sergey Bobrovsky. Yep. And, uh, 
and and yeah, uh, Sergey Borowski playing uh, two games in this in this uh, in this season series uh, for for the Panthers. But yeah, five goals for Austin Matthews in this series. But my X factor has to be uh, Matthew Kachuk uh, for for the pa- for the Panthers, of course, being that pest, that annoying uh, player in front of the net. And of course, there's going to be a lot of whistles and and of course uh getting in in his face to protect samson off as well because he's going to be on the doorstep that's for sure uh and and listen it matthew kachuk is that guy who you love him when he's on your team but you can't stand him if he's not and by regardless of win or lose for the for the toronto maple leafs or the florida panthers toronto maple leaf fans are not going to like matthew kachuk after this series so that is my <laughs> x factor uh, but an, an un, un, you, you slash armando they already don't. Like Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> respect him. Respect him for the player, the throwback mm-hmm. guy he is, obviously. But as a player, there's there is already history with Matt Kachuk and this Maple Leafs team that stems back to Calgary. They already know what uh, what to expect with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and an under the radar player. I want to note an under the radar player, someone who came alive towards the end of the of the series against Boston. I, I want to see what Anton Lindell has uh, in, in store. Um, for He really came alive, especially in that Game 7, and, and Etulu Storinen as well. They're many that third line along with Sam Reinhart, and Sam Reinhart's playing, ma- making 6.1 and, and being on that third line, it, and it creates a little bit of balance. And I, and I know the Toronto Maple Leafs have their balance as well, especially with Ryan O'Reilly, Manning that third line center for, for the Maple Leafs as well. Just um, le- lethal, the, the, the top nine that, that uh, the Toronto, Toronto Maple Leafs have making that Ryan O'Reilly trade. Dave, you got an under-the-radar guy for the Maple Leafs? Oh, man, it's really always hard to pick an under-the-radar for the Maple Leafs because everybody's on the radar. This is uh, true. You know I got? You know I got? I got? You go first. Timothy Lilligrim. Ooh, that's a good we one. saw the practice lines today. And looks like Timothy Lilligren's going to remain in the lineup as the third pair defenseman with Giordano. Looks like they're going back to the 12 and 6, but so Gustafson's coming out and Zach Gaskin Reese is going back in. No Lafferty uh, as well, but G- Gio and Lilligren will be a pairing. And I don't know if you saw the stat that was floating around, Armando, but uh, Justin Hall was on the ice for yes. 73% of the total goals that Tampa had scored leading up to game six. And yep. uh, he was taken out of the lineup in game six, and Toronto only gave up one singular goal in that game, just saying. Um, but he is someone who I'm interested in because he's a player who at one point I seriously thought was solidifying himself as, as kind of a top four defenseman for this team. And then all of a sudden the Maple Leafs went and made all these moves at the deadline and his play just really diminished after that. Then he found himself on the outside looking in, went from being potentially the team's, you know, fourth, fifth best defenseman to being the seventh best defenseman and not playing the first five games of the series. You know, he's someone who's got some fresh legs. I think he's got some juice. He's a young player, good puck mover, you know, in a series that's going to be a lot more fast paced. Um, than I think the Tampa Bay one was. I think that he's kind of an under-the-radar type of guy who uh, I'm curious to see how he could perform in this series, you know, with a little bit more of a a bigger load than he's had in the past. Um, Okay, we need a prediction from all three of us on this Mm -hmm. series. Uh, uh, Don't don't we have to transition to segment number three first before we do? No, no, no. We can do this, and then we'll, we'll, we'll do the, to, to the next segment on the other side. All right. <laughs> I guess I'll go first, since uh, and I have it written down. So, okay. with the Florida Panthers, of course, they uh, playing with house money. I spoke about all all about that, and for me as a fan, I'm excited for them to be here, but. The, the special teams is a big concern. The goaltending is a big concern. So, but I have it written down. I don't know if you could see, see clearly right here. Uh, oh, yeah, I see it. Leafs and yep. six, baby. Leafs and six. Leafs and six. I, I think that I think that the uh, I think that the Florida Panthers run will come to an end in this series. But it. Listen, I was wrong about this uh, about the Bruins series. I said Bruins in six, but they ended up winning the series. So, 
I hope to be wrong once again for this uh, for this Panthers team. Dave, um, I'm gonna go Leafs in five. I will go Leafs in six as well. Armando, give you two wins. I think that uh, the Panthers could pick up a couple of wins. They'll get a couple solid performances from Bobrovsky. And uh, I think they'll get a couple. But I think it's this Toronto's just, they're the better team at the end of the day, up and yes. down the lineup, better blue line. I think they got a better mm-hmm. forward group. They're deeper. Um, they got more stars. You know, the goaltending is probably a wash at this point. Like Bobrovsky has the pedigree, I suppose. But you look at how they both have played this year. Samsonov has been the better goaltender. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, on paper, it does look like the Maple Leafs are the better team. But it also looked like the Boston Bruins were the better team. And that's why we play the games, boys. It's why we play the game. So it should be a really good, uh, really good series, though. I'm, I'm definitely excited about it. One more fun fact before we go. I bet you your uh, your locked-on Panthers fans will love to hear about this stat. Um, Matthew Kachuk, who you're hoping to be an X-factor, in 23 games against the Toronto Maple Leafs, only nine points. So, mm. Not a good stat. Change, might need to change that if, uh, if they're going to stand a chance here in this series, which, again, not saying at all that he won't do that and he won't be a pest. Just, you know, just a factoid that I thought I'd throw out there. No meaning. No meaning whatsoever. Just kind of putting that out there. All right, guys. Let's take one more break when we get back. Let's look at the other three series that we got rocking in the NHL in uh, the conference. What are they, the conference semifinals, I guess, is what uh, what we call the round two. The other three series, we'll do those on the other side. But first, Dave, a word from our show sponsor. Yes, today's show is brought to you by a product that I use every day, and that is AG1 by Athletic Greens. The grip of winter is finally being loosened, and you may be trying to get back to a more healthy and active lifestyle. What better way to pair that with some new exercise habits than going to get yourself some daily nutritional assurance in the form of AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1 and a glass of water each day, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, recovery, energy, focus, aging, all of those things. It's also lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. AG1 also contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still test- tasting good and supporting better sleep quality, recovery, and mental clarity. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free trial packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs, Locked On Panthers crossover edition ahead of Game 1, Round 2 tonight at Scotiabank Arena. We're going to take a look at uh, the rest of the series that we've got unfolding here in the National Hockey League as Round 2 kicks off tonight. Why don't we start with one that was already set in place the other day, and that is the Kraken and the Stars out west. Stars minus 188 favorites over on FanDuel to win the series We'll start with you, Dave. How do you see this one unfolding? Yeah, I mean, first off, got to give the Kraken uh, credit for pulling off another another big upset. Two upsets in one night. Who would have thought that the reigning Stanley Cup champions would lose to an expansion team in their second season in the in the league? But uh, I like the Kraken. I like their depth. If Grubauer can continue this performance from the first round and bring that into the second round, I think I would give them the edge in this series. I think this is going to go the distance. I think this is going to go seven. And the, wow. I, I, the only way I see the stars winning this series is if their depth steps up because the, the Kraken, all they got to do is figure out a way to stop that top line. And I, Andre is going to be obviously an X factor for the stars here, but I think Seattle's depth is going to be a little bit too much for Dallas to overcome. Did you see that crazy stat, how the Kraken had 15 goal scorers through round one? 15 different guys hit the score sheet in round number one. Insane. 
stat as they upset the uh, defending cup champs. Armando, he's taking it. Uh, it's funny, going based on the Kraken, I think their highest point score was six points throughout the series. So it's a spread of wealth. And, and without former Panther and Maple Leaf, Jared McCann as well, after after he yeah. got hurt in, the, in this series as well. And for the Stars, Joe Pavelski was out after game one due to an upper body injury after I believe it was uh, Matt Dumba that, that got him that got him yeah. good there. But it's it's the goalie uh, matchup here. It, Jake Oninger is the better goalie. So I think it's going to be Dallas in six. Boys, you have way too much faith in the Seattle Kraken because guess what I, I am predicting? You're predicting a sweep. A sweep part. Yeah. A sweep, fellas. The Dallas Stars are going to walk into Seattle and just sweep these guys. They'll win two at home pretty easily. Andre's going to stand on his head, and they're going to go to Climate Pledge Arena, and they're going to show them who's boss. Say, hey, that was cute when you beat the Colorado Avalanche, but that was your Stanley Cup. Now let the big boys actually compete here for the real prize. Get out of our way. Four games, it's done. Stars in four, it's a sweep. Vegas and Oilers, Dave. Okay, so do you want my heart's prediction or do you want my brain's prediction? I want your brain's prediction. And just so you know, uh, FanDuel has the Oilers favored to win the series minus 152 odds. Yeah, this is this is a tough one because I, I think the Oilers have the better star power in this series. I still can't trust Stuart Skinner as far as I can throw him. Like, it, it, I, that's the one thing that's giving me has. Do you have more trust in Laurent Brassois? Hey, he outdueled Connor Hellebuck in round one. That ain't no easy feat, right? So, I think, and you know, yeah, I, I think technically. And look, if Laurent Brassois is not up to the challenge, you got you got some options there, and Jonathan Quick that you can turn to. And I think Quick will. I would trust Jonathan Quick over Stuart Skinner based on how the teams play. I think. This, I, I, I still think the Oilers are going to pull this off. I'm going to give them six games. They do not want that series to go seven. They don't want to give Vegas any any breathing room in this series. Um, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go seven. I think this is the series that Connor McDavid puts himself up into the scoring lead in the NHL in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, I got the Oilers winning this one too. I, I think this does go seven, though. I think Vegas gives them a, a good run for their money. I just think that these are two pretty well balanced teams. Uh, the goaltending, they're both question marks, in my opinion, on both sides. So I think we'll see some decently high scoring games also. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I just think that the firepower of of McDavid and of Drysaitel are just going to be a little bit too much. And and you know, guys like Evander Kane. Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, like they, they figured out ways to get on the score sheet as well. Clem Costin turned out to be a bit of an unsung hero in that uh, round one matchup against the LA Kings. Like he had like three or four goals playing a fourth line role. So, you know, they're getting some, some decent scoring. Ekblad's been a terrific addition has really helped round out that defense. Evan Benchard had like 11 points from the points. Uh, and again, we go back to what we think is going to play a major factor in the series against Toronto and Florida. Special teams. Oilers had the best power play in the league. They have <laughs> yeah. for like two years now, and it just continues to be the best. So I think for that reason, I'll, I'll give them, uh, you know, the, the, the tip in their direction, and I'll go Oilers in seven. And let's also think about this storyline, the 2015 draft. McDavid first, Eichel, Eichel second. And now they're facing each other in a playoff series. The, this is the first time that Jack Eichel is in a, in, a, in a playoff series. And I'll be honest with you. I know Jonathan Quick has won two cups, but I don't trust him at this point in his career, uh, honestly. So I think it's Laurent uh, Bersois' uh, crease uh, throughout that series for the, the Vegas Golden Knights. So for this series, I mean, Connor McDavid didn't arrive in that LA series until the tail end of the series neither. And to, to think that you, he was going to be contained I don't see it. I don't see it happening uh, the re the rest of the way. I mean, Dry Saddle has been just great. The, the and and also going back to last year, playing on one ankle too uh, th throughout the postseason. And I think that the Edmonton Oilers, like when you like you said, Mike, the the power play is just 
too lethal. I think it's going to be really hard to stop. And even before game one of the season, I said that the Edmonton Oilers were going to go to the Stanley Cup final. Um, oh, and I'm not, I'm not backing that down now. So I think it's going to be Oilers in six. And uh, the final matchup that was just hour, an hour before we actually sat down to record finally got um, finished up here as the Devils beat the Rangers 4-0. Akira Schmid with another hell of a performance. Can he keep it going in round two against the Carolina Panthers? This one currently a pick over on FanDuel. Dave, we'll start with you. Yeah, one thing I'm wondering um, is what's Timo Meyer's status going to be like after he, he got he, – He's dead. He returned to the bench. He returned to the bench, but I don't know if he played or if well, he, he got back into the he game. He died on the ice. Did you see – like that was the most fierce hit I've seen since Scott Stevens. I'm not even joking. <laughs> yeah, that was like it, – it's, it's That was scary. Like, I, it I, was. He returned to the bench, obviously. and But, man, at first I was like, holy crap. Like you saw his – literally – you got Paul Korea images in your head. Yeah, I was, Scott, I was like Scott Stevens. I was a yeah. Scott Stevens 90s hit. It was brutal. Clean. I mean, yeah. relatively clean. Like clean, I, clean in terms of the rule book, but you knew what Jacob Truba was trying to do there. Well, mm-hmm. he's the choo-choo Truba train. Like, the guy just comes through. You better, you know, keep yeah, your you eye walk, on the walk. ice, not puck watching. And, you know, when you're coming across the blue line, that's – you should know that when that guy's out there on the ice. But – That's Crosby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll be curious to see what uh, what his status is going forward for sure. Um, but either way, h- how do you handicap it without, I guess, knowing what his status will be, Dave? Yeah, I I, I, I thought the – I'm not too convinced with the Hurricanes right now. I, I, I just think the injuries have been too much for them. I don't know if they're going to have the scoring at five on five go up against New Jersey. Like New Jersey's as a really good defensive team. Goaltending, yeah, we we don't know how how the rookie is going to be able to handle the pressure now, but I mean, he just kept the New York Rangers at bay. Like that's no easy team. Showtime, so, man. Showtime. I'm going to keep no time. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to keep uh, I'm going to keep it on the uh, on the Devils train here. I'm going to go with uh Devils in 6. You're a hater. You just don't believe in Freddie Anderson. <laughs> I'm a Leafs fan. I have seen what Freddie Anderson does in the playoffs, and he didn't exactly look fantastic against the Islanders. That one goal that he allowed. Mm-hmm. And we are they going to go back to Ronta? Are they going to go stick with Freddie Anderson as well? Because Ronta played the first five games started, uh, and I think I think this put a wrench in a lot of NHL fans' predictions because I thought that the New York Rangers were going to, I thought the New York Rangers were going to at least make it to the Eastern conference final um, when the, when the, when the postseason started in the beginning of the season, going back to game one, again, I thought that the Carolina hurricanes were going to make it to the Stanley cup final against the Edmonton Oilers, a rematch of 2006, but no, no, uh, no Max Pacioretty, no Andre Sveknikov, no Timo Teravainen as well for the Carolina hurricanes. A lot of injuries are holding the Carolina Hurricanes back. In it, that I believe, I mean, yes, you have Sebastian Aho, Marty Natchez. I hope that Sebastian Aho's face is okay. By the way, um, after that puck that that went went into the net, but I just think that how the New Jersey Devils also played against New York Rangers, containing them at one point in Game Seven against the Rangers, slot shots were eleven to one in favor of New Jersey. They, they didn't allow New York to do anything and get anything on Akira Schmid as well. And the offensive scoring punch for the Carolina Hurricanes, it, it, it's, it's worrisome for sure. So I'm going to say Devils in six. It will be interesting to see how this does play out because these are very evenly matched teams. And like, I don't know. When you look at the advanced numbers, they're the number one and number two team in the league when it comes to like the possession analytics numbers. Like Carolina was the number one team through the regular season in terms of five on five expected goal differential. The New Jersey Devils, the number two team in expected goal differential. These are very evenly matched teams. And and I think that and again, they were separated by one measly point in the in the regular season as well. Um I do truly believe that uh, the. I think those injuries will 
factor in. I think you're right, Armando, uh, which is why I also am I'm leaning with the Devils to to win this one. I, I think that Akira Schmidt is playing some excellent goaltending, man. Like I, as much as I joked about it, like, dude, sometimes you just need a kid to go on a run, like a Jordan Bennington. Right? Mm-hmm. Is, is this like a Jordan Bennington-esque run we're going to get out of these Devils? And look, the Devils are a quality team, man. Like, they've got some real talent on yeah. both ends of the ice, offensively and defensively. So I do think that it goes seven, though. I think that Rob Brendamore gets that team to to buy in and, and give them everything they have. I can see this being a game seven overtime, you know, type of, type of game here. But ultimately... I'm going to roll with the New Jersey Devils to get through and beat the Carolina Hurricanes. So uh, that's it. So that would set up, I guess we're all in favor of a Jersey Leafs final, conference final. And then uh, Oilers, did you say Stars or Kraken, Dave? I said Kraken. I said Stars. So Armando and I are correct with the Stars and Oilers. And uh, Dave, for whatever reason... Needs to get his noodle checked because he thinks the Kraken stand a chance in this Kraken, series. Kraken hockey, baby. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Release the Kraken, buds. Tell you what. Tell you what. If the Kraken win this series, I'll do a shot of Kraken on, on Lockdown Leafs, okay? Right on the show, we'll do a shot of Kraken in, in celebration of them winning a second round. I don't think it'll happen, but if it does, that's what we'll do. Uh, all right. Well... This was fun, fellas. It really was. And now the battle begins on the ice. Good luck to your Panthers, Armando, David, our Leafs. Hopefully they can keep it going. They got one round done, but the job isn't finished. Job's not done. They got to keep her going. And we'll see it all start tonight. Game one, 7 o'clock, puck drop. See what happens. I'm Mike DiStefano. From Lockdown Leafs with my co-host Dave Morsuti. That is Armando Velez of Lockdown Panthers. You've been listening to a Lockdown Leafs, Lockdown Panthers crossover edition. Enjoy the games tonight, folks.